0: I am Plata on the Line in Vancouver, British Columbia, at thecommentary.ca. Alan Ozeri was born in Toronto to an Orthodox Jewish father and a British mother. He was raised in Israel, going through a mandatory stint in the Israeli army, returning to Canada later for education. He talks about his formative years and how he and his family founded Ozeri Bakery, as well as his marriage and the three children that quickly follow He's reflective and revelatory about finding his true self and coming out of the closet to not only his family, but himself in a new memoir. Even the sidewalk could tell how I came out to my three children and the world. He joins me now to talk about the book, about his life and more. Half of the profits of this book will be donated to Friends of Ruby in Toronto, an organization dedicated to the progressive well-being of LGBTQI. S Youth. Visit alonozari.com for more information. This new book is from Regent Park Publishing. Please uh, welcome to the Plants Online Program, Alon Ozeri. Mr. Ozeri, good morning. Uh,
1: good morning. Alon works
0: also. Alon, pardon me. Um, it's it's a, a fascinating book, and um, there's something that you write that, that I found interesting near the end, where you say that even a couple of years ago, you, you could not have imagined writing a book like this. What changed for you?
1: I think it was uh, uh, just a uh, work in progress, and uh, as many things are. So when I started writing, it was just writing for myself, and I, I discovered that I can write. And, uh, you know, they say write as if nobody's looking or mm. nobody's going to read it. And, and that's how I wrote it. Uh, and then time, I guess, I got used to the fact that I can, and then enough stories accumulated to form a book, and at that point, I said, okay, just putting a book together will be an achievement, let's see what happens there, so it escalated, (laughs) and and I think uh, I I, I needed the time between each step to uh, acclimate to the new uh, place that I was at. It, um, I think that's still happening, also. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. yeah it, it's fascinating to read because you, you you describe almost in real time what it was like going through certain parts of your life. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have an idea of of who should read the book? Uh,
1: yeah. So when I when I wrote the book, the book was intended. You know, for me, the sexuality part is. And, and for a while, because this happened, I'd say, eight years ago, uh-huh. um, my coming out. Yeah. And so with time, I, I'm, I'm used to it. It's normalized, and um, it's a, I have no issue with it. So when I wrote the book, it was more uh, directed at 30 to 50-year-olds who are not living an authentic life. And my story happens to be with sexuality, and, uh, but others, you know, people who have that is, are 5 to 10 percent of the population, uh, the majority of people don't have those issues, uh, but I was hoping by people reading of my experiences, they may uh, think, learn about themselves some lessons.
0: And and um, what's also fascinating um, when you talk about uh, sexuality is that, that your your life story is not one where you were tortured by your sexuality or that you were in the closet for a long time, were you?
1: That's correct. Yeah, it's it's funny because people ask me or they assume, and and when I wrote it, it was from it was from the sexuality angle. So I focused on the bad times, and I think the bad times it, it, it were maybe four years when my marriage kind of hit the rocks, mm-hmm. and and then I, until I understood that or could tell myself that it is a matter of uh, my sexuality. Um, before that, life life was good in many levels, and uh, that's the interesting part was that there was this duality within me where I had this knowledge of something within me, but I haven't had the courage to explore. I think that if I would have had experienced, uh, uh, taken actual physical steps to explore my sexuality, the answer would come faster. Um, I just tried it a lot later, and it was all compressed and and... and buried very deep
0: yeah you were also busy during this time i mean you, you'd married at an mm-hmm. early age you'd had three kids in in, in quick succession the, yeah. the the business was was uh, starting and there were challenges mm-hmm. obviously with that and then it, it becomes a success that it is now so so you know the you were busy weren't you there was a lot happening in your life
1: you know i i now uh I, it's funny every time i talk to someone a new thing a new thought arises and uh I'm thinking maybe was I busy uh, with other things to to avoid what's going on inside? Mm. Did I get married married early? Uh, you know, we opened one business, but it was it was if like three or four businesses took place because the business grew and grew and took different forms, uh, and it definitely took a a lot of energy out of me. So yeah, maybe maybe I was busy in order not not to deal with internal stuff. I don't know.
0: How old were you when you got married?
1: I was 24, but we were together uh, even sooner, two years prior to that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't have much experience before that. I was very introverted, very shy. Uh, yeah, I, didn't, I haven't experienced much.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating in the book when you, when you write about the, the, the tension in, uh, within you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just about sexuality. Obviously, it's about uh, work and family and, and living in the suburbs. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, there's one line in the <laughs> book where you talk about it's literally under your skin, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I uh, it, it was there the whole time. I'd say now or ever ever since I came out, there's this ease in which I walk even, and uh, versus versus that tension that was there but couldn't be seen and couldn't put my finger on um, but it definitely affected every facet of my life uh, if I knew it or not. Yeah. It's a good observation.
0: Um, uh, there's another part of the book where you talk about um, uh, the, the high that you got um, getting away from things you know leaving the house going swimming or, 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 uh, or going to the the diner say by yourself and, and with a yeah. book Um even going on vacation, uh, rolling the uh, the luggage behind you. Um, mm. So so there's obviously something there that um, you couldn't put your finger on it, could you, the, as to what was bothering you at home or at work. Um, but getting away certainly provided some solace or some, some, as I said a moment ago, a high, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I think the word solace, as you, before you said it, the word came to me also. And, uh, yeah, I remember... Even going on business trips, and, and we work also in the United States, so we had quite a bit of them, um, as I got on the airplane, it was like, ah, I, I was breathing. And, and I love my family, I love my kids, yeah,
0: but yeah.
1: I guess the inauthentic living um, affected or, or had a, took a toll on me, and um, and getting away gave me that break. And, and I needed, I, I think also the fact that there, there is, I'm somewhat uh, introverted, and uh, introverted Do need those breaks, but you know, saying that it it was actually bigger than Uh, that—it was was a lot bigger.
0: Yeah, and then you also say in in that part of the book that it works to a certain extent until it stops working, Mm -hmm. and then that's when you had to really take stock and then make changes, right?
1: Well, yeah, because I I escaped, but it was still within me. So, Mm so you, you remove the the external issues, or you think that it's the external issues. You know, for a while I thought it was at that time my wife. Uh, we had the issues and, you know, oh, we don't, we, we don't suit each other and, and we're not made for each other. And, you know, in, internally I knew that wasn't right. So even if I removed myself from that relationship for short periods of time, maybe for business or even just for pleasure for an evening or a couple hours, I, I still had that kind of invisible package inside me that I was avoiding. And I think that when it began affecting my relationship uh, and, and me sleeping in the basement and, and it's affecting the, the marriage, then I, I realized that that wasn't the issue. It was because I was beginning to take have taking distance from the relationship, but that internal, I guess, strife still existed.
0: So, so you go online and you um, uh, seek a... Um uh, what do you call that? A, a therapy group, right, in Toronto for gay fathers, mm-hmm. and then you yeah. go to therapy as well. too, you see, you see a therapist, right?
1: Yeah, I found out. Uh, I discovered. Uh, I, I I was able to. So after a couple of years of working with couples therapists, which obviously got us nowhere, uh-huh. uh, I I we took a break from that, and then I realized there's I couldn't avoid it anymore, and. I found at Gay Fathers of Toronto, I uh, got a name of a of a therapist that deals with sexuality. So I was able to book time with him, but I still couldn't admit it to myself. It comes to this, uh, I guess, getting to, to things in stages. So being able to take a step to get closer without thinking of the end result, like right? Because the end result was so terrifying, um, I couldn't think about that, but I was able to take steps to get closer to it. And as I got closer to it, I guess it became more more real.
0: Yeah, your therapist Derek. I mean, he just asks you at one session, "Are you gay?" And um, you don't have an answer for him quickly, do you? Because no, you're thinking it was, about it, right?
1: Well, I also couldn't say, <laughs> I couldn't say the word. I couldn't say, "I am gay," and. Um, also, I guess the lawyer in me uh, lawyered up and you know, say, I don't know because I've never experienced it. I've never uh, been with a man before, and uh, so how can I know? And obviously that was a cough-up, but it, it was also true, which uh, as as you read it, he said, well, why why don't you try it? Maybe maybe you owe it to your wife to try it.
0: Yeah, and so, so that's what you do. Um, by the way, through all this time, um, your wife... Um, and, and you write about her with uh, such fondness for such affection and respect um mm-hmm. she's done a, a great deal to make it good for for your kids
1: mm-hmm. um yeah.
0: did she have any idea at all i mean could, could she have known perhaps earlier before before you told her i mean there, there are two instances in the book where you where you write about that you were assumed to be gay there's a, the incident in mm-hmm. Berlin at the bar and then at the coat yeah. check at the nightclub I think she was there at the with the nightclub with you, wasn't she?
1: Yes, she was. But yeah. uh, from what I understand, uh, she well, she didn't. She didn't have a kind of it was a big surprise to her.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, you know, maybe to a couple other people, it wasn't. I don't know. Uh, but for her, it was a big surprise. I guess. I guess you know when you're with someone for so long, you uh, you know either cues or they be. Become normalized and, and then you don't really realize what they are or what they could represent. Uh, that's the only way I could look at it. Uh, but even today, I mean, I, you know, you wouldn't assume uh, with mannerisms or whatnot. not, you, you wouldn't always know um, unless uh, in certain situations you would.
0: I was going to bring this up later, but you, you do write about this at the end of the book that I, I found interesting. Um, you say that depending on the situation, your behavior changes. Um, mm-hmm, for example, yeah. on, on the dance floor, it might be different than if you were, say, walking in a dark alley. Um, yeah. Some people view that as code-switching, uh, adapting your behavior to a particular situation. But but um, you write that uh, embracing different sides of yourself is actually authentic and mm-hmm. liberating.
1: Yeah, definitely. I uh I mean, even today in my relationship, uh, same-sex relationship, I, I have different energies, and my, uh, I, I would act differently uh, depending on energy and mood. So it won't, you know, it's, I, I don't see a one kind of cope uh, suit all at all. And, you know, so some people may judge it, some may not. I, I see it as very natural. And as long as it, it corresponds with your mood. And, uh, and and with other messages that you send, that's who we are. And, uh, yeah, that's just how I am.
0: Um, when um, you uh, go on the app and then you find someone um, and you, you have a homosexual experience for the first time, um, mm-hmm. how long after that did you uh, come out to your wife?
1: Uh that was, yeah, the hardest three months of my life. Uh, she was the first person that I knew I had to talk to. Uh-huh. Uh, so the moment I knew and really knew, because I've tried it and knew, um, she was the next person. It was about three months. And, and torturous month.
0: I'll, I'll bet, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you, you talk about what, what that evening was like at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and... and um, you write in the book that um, you don't even remember at this point what she said, right?
1: Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's funny. She um, reviewed the book, and <laughs> she disputed a few facts there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, this is what I remember, um, and this is how I see it. And it doesn't uh, take away from what happened. It was just a couple of a few details. that, And I, I honestly trust her memory more than mine, uh, <laughs> but... But it was just like, kind of a blur. There was so much emotion and fear all, all present in that split moment of me coming out to her. And emotions and tears and fear. And, you know, the next thing was what would happen with my kids. That was my greatest fear because yeah, yeah. um, I, I care for them so much.
0: And so um, because of uh, family circumstances, you don't come out to them. Uh, right away, because there was a vacation yeah. planned i believe and other 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 matters um mm-hmm. w- when you do come out to your kids after um that um, what was that experience like
1: terrifying also uh, i uh, we well it was a double whammy right it was we are your parents are splitting or your your parents are divorcing or at yeah. the time we just said breaking up
0: uh-huh and
1: your father is gay. So I was terrified of the gay part. I couldn't say it. Uh, my my ex or my wife at the time insisted that that we say it, and I'm happy that she did. Uh, even though I was I was really terrified of that because I didn't know where it will go. I didn't know how it will affect them. I didn't know how they will react to it. Um, oddly enough, the the breakup I guess sparked more questions than the sexuality, and. Um, you know, our our promise to them was that, and and because we talked to therapists before, our promise to them was they're they're the most important thing to us, and that their life would change a little, but not much. And um, we we were dedicated to keeping a stable environment for our kids for the next few years, and we were able to do that. And <clears throat> thankfully, thanks thankfully to my ex and, who is you know an, an amazing mother and person, so. Uh, she was able to uh, overcome the pain for, for the kids' uh, sake. I'm sure you know, it was hard for her.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, for me, it was hard because I, I saw her in pain, and that was really, that hurt me. Um, but for me, I had the, the upside of, you know, walking into this new skin and living my life as who I am, and there was a sense of excitement and relief in that, too.
0: So the, the thing that I was reading along about, um, uh, wondering about, I should say, as I was reading your book, was um, because you were born in Canada, but you grew up in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wondered how your life might have been different had you stayed in Canada, or you grew up, say, in America, or even in England, where your mother was from. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you think there would have been a, a, much of a change, say, in, in, in the, the direction of your life, even? Yeah,
1: I would think so. I mean, Israel wasn't, um, where we grew up is, I would say, was our, our, we, our, my father comes from an Orthodox Jewish family, and we were there a lot, and, and we prayed in our father's synagogue uh, all my during my whole teenage years. And um, you know, it's not that they were anti, that not that I I've incurred hate towards gay people. It just didn't exist. That that, that possibility didn't wasn't anywhere on the radar. I didn't know that these people exist. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I've grown up in Canada or, or England, uh, that those circumstances may have changed. And the moment that reality is around you and you say, oh, you know, maybe I am whatever, uh, then it opens the door to a possibility. And, yeah, definitely things could have been changed. That's a good question.
0: And so coming out to your father, um, you, you mentioned that he's a, it, it was an Orthodox Jewish background that he came from. Yes. Um you came out to him in an email? Is that right?
1: No, on a phone call.
0: Oh, I see. He was, I see. He was
1: with my brother. There were emails uh, making sure my brother is with him and uh, people are with him. Uh, the coming out process wasn't. It wasn't at one time. I mean, at yeah. Those times, or not even those times. I, 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 didn't just come out on Facebook and Instagram and finish with it. That that wasn't how I did it. Uh-huh. It was. Uh, it has many stages. I mean, I mean, even today, coming out. Still exists. People who don't know me and meet me in you know different circumstances. At a certain point, I make sure I let them know, um, just so they know, so they're uh, aware. Um, I don't know why, but um, it still happens until today. But but with him, yeah, there was it was the whole. Uh, my brother was ready, and um, he's a very he is a liberal person. He comes from an orthodox family, but he's the most open. Uh, loving, human-loving pe- person I know, uh, I was worried, but I was worried more of the shock <laughs> than anything else,
0: yeah. and,
1: um, and uh, you know, thankfully he went okay. He, I think he, he, he went inward for a little while, and it took him a little while to adjust to, but um, he's from that generation that deals with things internally, and then when he's ready, he'll, he'll talk and or do and just move on, so that's how he deals with things
0: yeah no, no it's it's a very different generation altogether isn't it the, the oh yeah yeah the, he
1: doesn't talk about emotions no. um, I only lately in the past few years he began hugging us he uh, those years uh, you're looking at it's it's also it's not necessarily jewish it's more uh, he's of Yemeni descent so mm. arabic orthodox all those mixed together touch was a big no it wasn't uh it wasn't in the repertoire at all and he was raised that way, and uh, and uh, that's how he, you know, he did it the best he could. Uh, and he did good, he did very well, but touch wasn't part of it.
0: Is this a book that you wish um, was around for you when you were growing up even?
1: Yes, I, I'm giving this book, my, so I have two sons who are, you know, in, in one's early, tw- actually both in early 20s uh, in university, and their friends are reading it now, and I'm telling like people are the responses of young people because I had no clue how, how young people would react to this. They are they're really um, learning from this book, and and they are uh, they, they, they do it in two readings. They they do it in one reading, a few hours. Uh, they're enamored by it, which surprised me. Um, so I think I think they they have there is an audience there for them to you know, learn from their elders and learn from other people's experiences and and a sense of, and again, not about sexuality, but about how for them to live their life. How can their North Star be their, you know, the authenticity, be who they are? And even if they don't know what it is, to have it on their radar and discover who they are and um, and not uh, bury it in any way. So... I, I'm finding from the few young people that have read it uh, very, very positive comments about the book.
0: So e- even way out here in Vancouver, we hear of Oseri Bakery and, and uh, even mm-hmm. Parallel Brothers. Um, as you write in the book, um, there were some lean years, um, uh, uh, challenging ones. I mean, your parents had to put up their retirement uh, as, as the business was starting. Um, yeah. It really is such an eventful time in your life. Uh, there was so much going on. Um, how do you tell people, especially in the in the business sense, you know, who who might want to be an entrepreneur, or who who has an idea to to, to do something, um, how to get through it all and make sure that they also think about themselves personally, physically, and emotionally, um, because a lot of people uh, who who go into business, you know, I mean, it's not, it's it's not always a success. Um, you must have some advice for that in terms of how to, to say, live one's life as they go through. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think I do a lot of work with entrepreneurs here in Toronto, and a lot of young entrepreneurs. I, I volunteer with a bunch of organizations, um, Biz Start and Youth Employment Services and my local Regent Park uh, Jobs for You. So I, I, I really believe in helping young people find their way uh, with entrepreneurship. So, just you asked like so many questions in uh, one almost couple sentences. Um, I'd say when it comes to entrepreneurship, not it's not for everyone. So uh, I'd say people I divide people into two groups when it comes to this. stand. is if when when you're uh, facing incredible pressure, if your response is to freeze or put your bury your head in the sand, it's not for you. Mm. Uh, if you uh, uh, have a a great adversity and it propels you to do things and that's how I am built and my brother is also and my father is actually, uh, stress will push us forward and and move us, uh, you know, it's still hard and stressful. I mean, we put our mortgage, we we took a mortgage on our house a couple times where we thought we're losing everything Mm -hmm. and... um, and like after 15 years of business, you think, oh, I'm getting there, and then suddenly, you know, curveball. So I'd say the first chapter that you see, that you read, with the three steps for me is the kind of secret sauce on how to make things happen, and that is take three steps, have, have a, a direction you want to go to, take the first three steps you need to take, and then you'll get closer to where you need to get, and you'll make the decision again of, what are the next steps? And I think it's kind of breaking a big complex map down to manageable, um, I guess, uh, parts, uh-huh. uh, which which make it much more much easier to to uh, get to. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that does. Yeah. And so so how do you balance that with say, running your business, if you will, and then having to deal with the other pressures, the the, the emotional pressures at home or physically, and, and um, one's mental health. You have to think about that, don't yeah.
1: you? Yeah, so I think uh, the mental health, pay you pay a price. Um, we built a business from nothing, and all three of us from inception uh, with our father. Uh-huh. Um, but we are all there, and it definitely takes a, a toll. And our, we're lucky that we have the, uh, each other. Uh, on one hand, we were on, in it together on um, other, we also had challenges, as my brother and I had uh, tremendous issues with uh, how to deal with things, and, uh, and um, we, we are very different, so there were a lot of disagreements, and I'm saying that like, <laughs> politely, yeah.
0: uh,
1: but, but the family came first, so that, that was always the case. We knew that if uh, things get too bad, we will, we're both willing to walk away from the business and uh, put family first um thankfully that didn't happen and you know we are where we are today
0: yeah.
1: but uh yeah it's a complex
0: question yeah and and um how is the business i mean it, it's been it's been uh, difficult the last two years or so for, for yeah. a lot of people but you, you seem to have done well right or, or managing to do well
1: managing we we took a hit uh the bakery is a fairly big one it's uh, you know 200 people we sell our products across north america the natural flatbreads and crackers mm-hmm. and um you know, they do fairly well, but we, we lost 30%, 40% because of COVID, and uh, we're, we're digging ourselves out of it now. Our second business, Parallel, which is a sesame uh, seed uh, butter brand and restaurant, is doing fairly well also. Uh, people, our customers are loyal, and they supported us, and and we're definitely seeing growth. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities there too.
0: Uh, when you sent me the book, you also sent me some, some um I forget what they're called now. They're the Keto Snacks. Is it, what's, yes, the, what's the right. name of it?
1: Keto Snack. Uh, it is, uh, so we're, we're a bakery that we make. Uh, it was a Clusters. It's a Keto yeah. Clusters. Uh, we're moving into keto and uh, gluten-free products also as a separate entity. Um, because the regular bakery, the conventional bakery products are also suffering quite a hit, yeah. Uh, because of the uh, customer, uh, I guess, uh, eating habits, sure, and yeah. diets, and all. Um, we still love our our regular pitas and morning rounds and one buns, but uh, there's a lot of opportunity there. So we're we're entering that kind of uh, market. So you'll be seeing them across Canada, I think, fairly soon, if not already.
0: So I I, I kept the bag near the TV as I was watching TV. <laughs> And, you know, yeah. I thought I'd try it, and, and, you know, the, unfortunately, when I see that, the the word keto, I think it's healthy, and so I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's potato chips or, or chocolate or anything like that. But, man, they're just <laughs> awfully addictive, and so I appreciate you sending them along with, w- w- when you sent the book. Um, My and,
1: By the way, they are healthy, they're not fried. <laughs> they they're all natural, they're, yeah. um, yeah, we talked about it if you don't eat the whole package you're okay. <laughs> that's that's um, right, yeah. It's a good good product for you. It's just good fuel for your body.
0: Indeed. And so people can get those at the Ozeria bakery website, right?
1: Off the website and a bunch of stores and it's uh, making its way uh, across Canada slowly, yeah.
0: I appreciate your time today. Um, um, I enjoyed reading the book, and, and uh, I wish you well, not only with, with, uh, with the book, and I hope a lot of people pick it up, but, but uh, with the business as well. Thanks for your time today, Elon.
1: Thank you so much. And, yeah, the book is available on Amazon, and slowly we're entering a bunch of stores, too. I really appreciate you reading the book. It's, every person who reads it, it warms my heart. So I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. Thank you. I'm talking about it, of course.
0: The website for more is at alanozeri.com. The book is called Even the Sidewalk Could Tell How I Came Out to to My Three Children and the World. It's uh, from Regent Park Publishing. Alon Ozeri, join me on the line from Toronto in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Planta.